Good morning. Welcome to our service of worship here at All Saints Church at Sunnyview Manor. As always, it is a privilege and joy to share with you in the service of worship together as we pray, sing, hear the scriptures read uh, and proclaimed. We're going to begin our service of worship this morning by singing the hymn for all the saints who from their labors rest. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Servants of God, lift up your heads. Servants of God, lift up your hands. Servants of God, lift up your hearts. Let us pray. Almighty God, your sovereign purpose brings salvation to birth. Give us faith to be steadfast amid the tumults of this world. 
trusting that your kingdom comes and your will is done through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes from the Old Testament book of Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time, Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Reading from Psalm 16, read responsively. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. I keep the Lord always before me. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. You show me the path of life. Our second reading uh, for this morning is from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 to 14, 19 to 25. And every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ did offer for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a uh, single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, 
And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to Mark, the 13th chapter. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, 
Teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of our Lord. As a pastor, a chaplain, and a spiritual director, I have a list of questions that I refer to as soul diagnostic questions. These are questions which are intended to help assess the health and well-being of our souls. And there are a variety of contexts in which I ask these types of questions. For example, during our weekly chaplain chat that we do on Thursdays in the chapel across from my office. At other times, I ask these questions in conversations with people that I meet for the first time, as well as with staff and residents here at Sunnyview. One question that I have asked, which has been particularly fruitful for many people, goes like this. How do you see God? What are God's attributes? And the follow-up question that usually follows asking this is, how do you think God sees you? Our lectionary text from the Psalms for this week comes from Psalm 16, a psalm attributed to King David. There are a variety of things this psalm has to offer us, but one thing I find insightful is the way that David describes God and his relationship with God. It's almost as if David was trying to answer my soul diagnostic question. In this psalm, David refers to God as a refuge, as Lord, as my portion and cup, source of wisdom, revealer of the path of life, source of joy and giver of pleasure. That's an impressive list for a psalm that's only 11 verses long. Now, we aren't going to address all of these, but I wanted to point out by, by listing all of them how broad is David's understanding of God's character and being. In verse 11, at the end of the psalm, David says, You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So let's take each of these concepts in this final verse one at a time. First, you show me the path of life. Christian faith and tradition teach us that the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are the source of life. We can choose whether or not we center our lives on God or on something else. And there are a lot of things that we can choose to center on other than God. 
Some of them are even really, really good things. But even the really, really good things can be the enemy of the best thing. We can center our lives on money, possessions, reputation, or opinion of others. We can center on accomplishments, success, resume, our 401k, our clothes, our abilities, our failures, our successes, the things we're worried about, the things we dwell on from the past, fill in the blank. There's so many things that we can center on, but there's only one place where we will actually find our true self, and that is in the love of our Creator. David went on to say, in another phrase, in your presence there is fullness of joy. If we truly took the time to reflect on the depth of this line and its implications, we would be surprised what we come to realize. In your presence. Well, where is God's presence? The correct answer is everywhere. So how does that work? If God's presence is everywhere, and in God's presence there is fullness of joy, why aren't we all filled with joy all the time? Quite simply, it's because there's a lack of awareness of God's presence. Throughout church history, spiritual mothers and fathers of our faith have written and taught about what it looks like to be aware of God's presence. Some of our spiritual ancestors have described this reality using metaphors like being spiritually asleep and awake, being spiritually blind and having sight, being empty and being centered. There are many different ways to get at this concept. I have personally found the theme of asleep and awake to be a very helpful one for me. What would today look like if we were totally, consciously aware of God's presence with us every minute of the day, just for today? I suspect a number of experiences would be very different. If we were fully aware of God's presence throughout an entire day, I suspect that day would be very different than most days. For many of our spiritual mothers and fathers, the goal of the spiritual life was to increase our awareness of God's presence, to sense it, to be reactive to it, to notice it, and in that, to find this joy David is referring to as he writes his song. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Wow, I pray that we, God would grant us an awareness of his presence this week. That we might experience this kind of joy. Being fully with God in all things, heart, mind, body, and soul. Lastly, David says in his final phrase, in the final verse, In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We've addressed how David shows us God as the path of life, and we've taken a look at what it means to be aware of God's presence. Now we come to this final phrase in, verse, uh, in the final verse of Psalm 16. So what is pleasure? The dictionary defines pleasure as a state of gratification, delight, or joy. God grants us pleasure far beyond all we can ask or imagine. And God does this through God's presence. So just as with before, what's missing is not God's presence, because God is everywhere. What's missing is our awareness 
of God's presence. So what do we do with that? What do we do with this fact that we know God is everywhere, that God is the source of joy, and that God wants to give us pleasure forevermore? How do we address that reality? It's actually quite simple. We don't want to overcomplicate things because our faith is very direct and to the point. The goal is simply to spend time with God. Now, since we are here at a worship service, singing hymns and joining together in prayer and fellowship, there's definitely an element of being in God's presence right here, right now. But God's presence and activity are not limited to this place and these moments. If you think, and we can all be tempted to think this way, that coming to chapel on Sunday morning is my time with God, and then the rest of the week I'm not with God, we're missing the point. Maybe this is meant to remind us that we are with God all the time. Regular rhythms remind us of deep and important truths. You can be in and aware of God's presence all the time. In your room, with quiet and reflection. In the chapel, across the hall from my office in the rose garden, on a walk around the grounds, in the dining room with friends and neighbors, in the library with a good book, in the commons working on art or playing a game. God is everywhere. God is closer to each of us than our own breath. What's missing is just our awareness of that fact. Our attention to the still small voice of God that is often saying, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm here. I'm with you. You're not alone. You're special to me. I made you. You are beautiful. You are my son or daughter. You are my image bearer. God whispers things like this to us, speaks to us, and walks with us all the time. We can practice being more and more aware of that presence. And as we become more and more aware of God's presence, we can experience something that nothing else can compare to. Pleasures forevermore. God invites us, you and me, this week to live in the reality that David is describing in this psalm. A reality that David experienced as a shepherd, tending his father's sheep, that he experienced when he composed music for his harp, or crafted poetry and lyrics for his songs. God invites you to find places and rhythms that wake you up to his presence. And when you find those, when you find those places that wake you up, and they're going to be different for all of us, lean into those. Rest in those. Listen in those. Pay close attention to those. God always is with us. No matter where we go, no matter what we're doing, whether we're aware of God or not, He's with us. God loves us, and God likes us. God wants to spend time with you. God is the path of life, the source of joy, and in God there are pleasures forevermore. Amen? Amen. Let's continue our service of worship by singing the hymn, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear.
Now join me in reading the Confession of Faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you continue to bless our lives in so many ways. May this offering be a time when we place you first and when we are grateful for the opportunity to support those in need in your name. We pray in the name of the one through whom all things are possible. Amen. come to the time of prayers for the congregation, I invite you, if you come this morning to worship, carrying a heavy burden on your own heart or mind for yourself or for someone else uh, that you're aware of in your life, I invite you uh, to indicate that by raising your hand at this time. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we come before you on behalf of our brothers and sisters who are joining us in worship and who are carrying uh, burdens on their hearts and minds for all the various situations represented by these hands, for the needs, for the concerns. We pray together for your grace, your provision, your healing, your restoration. We pray for reconciliation and hope. We pray for peace and comfort. 
Lord, meet us in our places of need. We thank you that every prayer we pray uh, makes it to your ears. There is no prayer that is lost on you, no concern or need in our lives or in those lives of those we care about. None of those are missed by you. And so we entrust these prayers to your care. We ask that you give us faith to trust you as we lean into your presence and rely upon you for strength. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I invite you to join me in praying the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue by singing the hymn, Go, My Children, with my blessing. receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.